Welcome into LSU Breakdown episode 23. I'm your host, Brandon Eisman. You can find me on Twitter at Brandon underscore SEC. You can also find the show on Twitter, Facebook, Spreaker, and Apple Podcasts. Just search LSU Breakdown. Uh, I know it's been a while since I've done one of these. Uh, took a little time off from it throughout the end of the regular season in the bowl game, but uh, we're back on it now. We're going to be back every week. Uh, Steve's not with me today, so I'm doing it by myself, but he'll be back with me eventually on this. Um, you know, th- there's been a lot of LSU football news coming out um, this week and over the course of the last couple of weeks. Uh, Dave Aranda got retained by LSU um, yesterday on Thursday, and the the thing about this is, Texas A&M was seeking to hire him away from Baton Rouge. Uh, Apparently, they were going to offer him a very good deal that he probably couldn't have passed up had the um, contract negotiations been reported. But he ultimately did refrain from leaving Baton Rouge for College Station and will stay with the Tigers. Um, He got a 10-year um, I believe it was ten years. I'll have to go back and double check. Uh, but it's two million. It's a two million dollar deal every year, uh, and that is actually more money than a lot of the FBS head coaches in college football, which is a crazy statistic to kind of to kind of take in. Um, if you're gonna pay one of your coordinators this much money, he better be worth it. Well. I'm here to tell you that Dave Miranda is worth it. If you look at what he's done at LSU over the past couple of seasons, he's had very, very highly ranked defenses. And even though LSU's record hasn't been really what they would have hoped for the last couple of years um, under Orgeron and back in the West Miles era, um, I mean, Dave Miranda's just done a really good job coaching the defensive side of the ball. He's recruited very, very well, gotten a lot of NFL talent produced on his defensive units, and he's, I mean, he's just done an overall good job. Um, You know, this is really a home run thing that LSU had to do, Uh, and what do you know, Joe Oliva actually, you know, did something right here. Um, I know it wasn't all on Oliva, but Orgeron and Oliva, you know, they did a tremendous job in retaining Dave Aranda. Um, LSU met with him all day on Thursday and discussed everything with him, and he ultimately signed the deal. Which is really, really good. I mean, LSU really needed to retain Dave Aranda to keep up their elite defenses like they've had, I think. Um, I mean, I, I just don't think that Dave Aranda really would have done a all that great of a job in College Station, at least not as good as he's done at Baton Rouge. Um, I mean, A&M may could have done better defensively, but you got to look at the offensive side of it, too. And they just can't compete with Alabama, LSU, and Auburn here in the SEC West. So for Aranda to stay in LSU, it really means a lot. And it really leans on Orgeron that he's doing the right things to retain his guys. Um, And I'll get to that in just a second. But, you know, Orgeron said that when he was hired as the head coach, they're going to hire elite coordinators. Well, Aranda was already on the staff, so that was taken care of. Um, and for them to retain such an elite and prestigious defensive coordinator like Dave Miranda is just tremendous. But, you know, let, let's put it this way. 
they LSU retains Dave Aranda, but they also have a bit of scrutiny going on on the offensive side of the ball because Matt Canada may or may not be the offensive coordinator next year. Uh, there was reports going out uh, last week, and I reported it as well uh, over on last word on collegefootball.com that Matt Canada could be leaving LSU. Uh, there's just been a bunch of scrutiny with the way that he's been calling plays in the offense that he's ran. And he just didn't do the things that he lived up to. And that really is going to take a toll on whether LSU buys out his contract or not. Uh, now, there was a report that came out on Thursday that said that, or multiple reports actually, that came out and said that Matt Canada, you know, was already gone. But those reports were false. Don't listen to those. As of right now, he still is the offensive coordinator there in Baton Rouge, but I, I don't think that will last too much longer. Um, I, I think LSU is going to eventually buy out his contract and get rid of him and hire someone else. Um, so let, let's just break down this Matt Canada situation real quick because this is really, really pivotal for what LSU has coming up in the coming years. Uh, if you look at what Matt Canada was brought in to do, first of all, he was brought in to fix the offense that Cam Cameron couldn't really establish. Um, and Canada did a little bit of that, but he didn't do it in the full aspect as to running a crucial offense that's going to put up 40 or 50 points a game. Um, he, he was brought in to bring forth this new offensive scheme that the fan base was promised, and we barely saw any of that. Uh, you know, they ran the jet sweep so many times this year, and, and yeah, at times it worked, but other times it didn't. And that, that kind of put the fan base in scrutiny with Canada for that reason. And also, Orgeron and Canada have had a little beef or disputes or whatever you want to call it for a little while now because of the way that Canada has run this offense. And Orgeron obviously isn't pleased with it. Um, so, I, I mean, I, I think it's in LSU's best interest to part ways with Matt Canada if they want to establish a top 10 offense in the coming years. Um, I found a crazy stat uh, last week that LSU has ranked 69th and 54th in total offense in the past two seasons. That, that's, that's ridiculous. That's terrible, and it should not be like that. One team that ranks, has ranked ahead of LSU the past two seasons is Troy. Yeah, Troy's had good offenses the past two seasons. Now, they haven't been, you know, top 10, top 20, top 30, but they've been above LSU, which really puts LSU at a bottom caliber caliber for offense. I mean, that, it's, it's ridiculous. And it, Cam Cameron couldn't do it, and we all thought Matt Canada, you know, could come in and fix this and kind of revolt this LSU offense into what it needs to be. And he just couldn't do it. So I, I think it's time for Canada to go, especially when you look at what LSU has for 2018. If they were to retain Matt Canada, I don't think their offense would be much better next year. If you look at the aspect of Miles Brennan and Lowell Narciss at quarterback, and then whatever you're going to have at running back next year, I, I don't think it'll work because I don't think Matt Canada can develop either Brendan or Narciss, into the mature college quarterbacks that they need to be. I think he could do an average job with them, but I don't think he could get them to the level that they need to be. 
So I think it's in LSU's best interest to let go of Matt Canada and bring in someone that is a quarterback developer. I think that's really got to be the number one topic on LSU's offensive coordinator uh, coach uh, search is a quarterback developer. Um, I mean, they're they're going to have to bring in somebody that can elevate Brendan and Narcis to where they need to be because if you don't, then you're not going to have a quarterback. You're going to have an average quarterback like, I don't know, 75% of the other college football schools out there. That That's not what LSU is trying to establish here. They're trying to establish a brand to where they can recruit elite quarterbacks and elite players every single year on the offensive side. A quarterback really has not been one of their elite positions that they, you know, that they recruit at. But when they got Miles Brennan to commit, the Tiger fan base went ballistic because this guy is going to be good. I really think Miles Brennan can be the next future star at LSU, but I don't think he can do it under Matt Canada. I just, I, I don't see it. The The only problem that I have with Canada is that he didn't do what he said he was going to do. Now, had he done it and made the offense a little better, you know, I might change my mind and say, yeah, retain him for another year or whatever. But I, I just the way that he did the way he handled the offensive situation in 2017. I just I, I think it's time for him to go. Um, he a couple of reporters interviewed him last week or this week rather, and you know he said that he would love to say at OSU. Well, yeah, I'm sure you would, but you didn't live up to your word and you didn't fix the offense. So therefore, I don't think you get to stay. But those are just my thoughts on Matt Canada. I just I, I think it's time for him to go. Um, and if you look at what Orgeron's done, I mean, he's really done a tremendous job. Um, I mean, bringing in Matt Canada was a, a, a great hire. Having Dave Aranda already there as the defense coordinator was, you know, that was set forth in stone. That was done. But being able to retain Dave Aranda, I think, really is the storyline for this offseason. I, I, you know, the offensive coordinator position, that's going to be something different. But I think the home run that LSU made to get Dave Aranda is really the has been the headline over the last week or so. Um, now, if we're going to talk headlines, we need to talk about the Citrus Bowl and how LSU squandered that game. Uh, look, the offense played downright terrible in the first half. That was the sloppiest LSU offense that I've seen in a long time. Um, I mean, they didn't look too, too good against Troy in, in a couple other games, but this was downright the worst LSU offense I've seen in quite a while. Uh, I mean, they just couldn't get anything going. You know, they had a couple of drives that they should have scored on, and they didn't. Um, and then the two missed field goals there in the first half really hurt them. Uh, I mean, they were only down 3 nothing at halftime, but when you look at it from an offensive standpoint and the way that they played in the first half, it just wasn't the LSU offense that we're used to seeing. Um, a, a credit to Notre Dame, you know, they had a, they played a very good game defensively, but this all falls back on Matt Canada and his play calling because some of the some of the play calls that he made in the first half were uh, they were terrible. Uh, there was a a little reverse that they ran that Notre Dame knew they were going to run, I I, I think, and the, Notre Dame was ready for it. Uh, if you're going to run a reverse you have to execute that play correctly, and LSU did not do that. Um, they, they got it going a little bit in the second half, 
And, you know, they had a 17-14 lead with about a minute and a half remaining until Notre Dame quarterback Ian Book hit Miles Boykin for, you know, the long touchdown pass. Um, and defensively, that play there that, that won the game for Notre Dame, that touchdown pass, defensively, I don't think LSU was really mindsetful ready for that. Uh, Dante Jackson was in coverage there, and, you know, he kind of fell down after Boykin caught the ball, and he tried to get back up and tackle him and Boykin just made him miss. Uh, don't put the blame on Dante Jackson for that. Uh, don't put the blame on Dave Aranda. It's just, it just wasn't a good execution play by the LSU defense. That's all it is. Um, but, hey, to finish 9-4, that, that's not bad for LSU. Uh, you know, Orgeron came in last year as the interim coach and finished 7-2, and two, if you count the bowl game. They finished 9-4 and four this year. That's pretty impressive with – the talent that they had and all the injuries that they had in a couple of their games. Uh, when you look at what what Orgeron did in 2017, it was great. I, I think LSU really accomplished what they wanted to, getting to nine wins in a bowl game, even though they lost that Citrus Bowl. Um, I mean, you beat Auburn. You come back from down 20 points to beat Auburn. Uh, even though you lose to Troy on homecoming, I mean, look, Troy had a good offense that game. Uh, I mean, what else can you say? But 9-4 is a very good season. Uh, they opened with a huge win against BYU. Took a took a slump against Mississippi State there in the middle of September. Um, but, I mean, LSU had a couple of good games, especially down the stretch. Even after the Alabama loss, they finished really, really strong. And I just don't think they executed the correct way on both sides of the ball, offensively and defensively in the Notre Dame game, and that's what ultimately lost in the game, was poor execution. But if you're going to reflect on this season, you've got to give it, you've got to say it was impressive. If you were thinking that LSU was going to go 10-2, 11-1, I'm sorry, I don't know what else to tell you, but I just didn't see it. I mean, I kind of thought they could go 11-1 or 10-2 for, you know, a short little time before the season started, but once they got into the season, and I saw how this offense was looking. You know, I kind of thought 9-3, and 8-4 and four was, you know, about where they were going to achieve. So, 9-4 and four is a good record. This season was a success by all means for LSU, even with all of this coaching rumors and the other drama that's going on down there at Baton Rouge. But this, it was a very successful season, and I'm looking forward to 2018. I think 2018 is really going to be LSU's year should they hire an offensive coordinator that can develop a quarterback. Uh, Defensively, they're going to be fine because they have Dave Aranda, even though you're losing a couple of your guys there to the NFL. Um, But I I think 2018 is going to be the year. And speaking of losing guys to the NFL draft, um, LSU edge rusher Arden Key announced on Thursday that he was going to the NFL draft. That was expected. We we all knew it was coming. I knew he wasn't going to stay. I'm happy for him. I hope he does – well in the NFL, and I hope he really succeeds and makes a couple of Pro Bowls and wins a couple of Super Bowl rings. Uh, you know, I, w- I was really glad to be able to watch Arden keep play on that defensive side and break through the opposing offensive line and get the quarterback. Uh, he's one of the best to ever do it at LSU on the defensive side. Um, I mean, what else can you say? I mean, you're going to lose players to the NFL every single year. You're going to lose your, st- especially your star players, you're going to lose them to the NFL. Um, 
and we're recording this on a Friday, and we're still awaiting Darius Geis' announcement. Uh, many people want him to come back. I want him to come back for the simple reason that not just because of his, you know, wonderful, wonderful backstory or the fact that he's one of the greatest LSU running backs of all time, but just for the simple fact that I want him to break Kevin Falk's record, rushing record. If he comes back in 2018, he's 1400, less than 1,400 yards away from achieving that. If he comes back and can stay healthy, I think he can do it. Um, but ultimately, he's most likely going to the NFL. Um, so props to him for doing, you know, what his dream is. And LSU's going to be set at running back next year as well. I mean, if you look at the commits that they have, Chris Curry, Tay Provins, um, I mean, they have a lot of very, very versatile running back commitments. And then you have to think of what they have already on the roster with Leonard Fournette and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Daryl Williams. I mean, LSU's running game is going to be so stout next year, it's unreal. But the only thing that worries me next year is the quarterback position. I just, I, I don't know how LSU's going to approach the quarterback situation without an offensive coordinator that can come in and work very, very extremely well with Miles Brennan. Um, so that that's just a little thought there for 2018. Quarterback is going to be the question, I think. Um, and, you know, this season was great, but next year is going to be even better. We opened with Miami and Arlington, Texas. Uh, going to be a really good game, but we got to get through the offseason and spring ball first. And look, I can't wait. I'm ecstatic for 2018. I'm ready for spring ball. Uh, I can't wait. But let, let's flip over to the basketball side now. Um, so LSU basketball is currently sitting at 9-4 and four with a game against Texas A&M coming up over the weekend. LSU got a really good win against a, a quality Memphis Tigers team last week. And they played Kentucky on Wednesday night and had the lead for the longest time. I mean, it was almost, it was a back-and-forth game, very, very, very competitive game from LSU. But they lost 74-71, to and the reason they lost was their, their three-point shooting. It, it was just off in the second half. It was almost like LSU just couldn't get any looks from three to go in from behind the arc. And I think that's what hurt them. Will Wade is doing such a tremendous job with his team. I, I didn't think LSU would really be this good. They were projected to finish like eighth or close to dead last in the SEC, and they're actually sitting at nine and four with only their own one in conference play right now. Um, very, very crucial challenge coming up against Texas A&M this weekend, though. Uh, I think that's going to be a very competitive matchup as well. A&M's kind of been on the downside of. Um, their record here lately as they got beat by Florida a couple days ago. Uh, actually, they got blown out by Florida. But I think LSU might can win this game this weekend. I think it's going to be – it's going to have to take a lot, and they're going to have to get their three-point shots up, and their three-point defense is going to have to be better too, and they're going to have to execute their plays better. Um, and I think that's how they'll get the win. But, it, you know – it's been a wild ride for LSU athletics here as of late with all of this stuff surrounding the football team and the basketball team doing pretty well. Um, and the women's basketball team has actually won, I believe it's eight straight now. So they're, they're on the upside as well. But 
the football stuff just really, really kind of, I don't know. It kind of amplifies where we're at right now with LSU athletics. Um, I mean, the, the football team's making the right decisions here. They really are. And we'll see what all plays about with Matt Canada. And if anything comes about before the end of next week, you know, I'll hop on here and do this again and we'll discuss it. But I, I think LSU's doing the right things on the football staff. I think they're taking the right direction and making the right approach with all of this. So with, with all of that said, that's it for LSU Breakdown Episode 23. Like I stated at the beginning, I'm your host, Brandon Eisman. You can find me on Twitter at Brandon underscore SEC. And you can also find the show on Twitter, Facebook, Spreaker.com, and Apple Podcasts. Just search LSU Breakdown. And if you like the show, please subscribe and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Uh, it helps me out. It gives me uh, reviews to look at and see what I need to do better, what I'm doing good at. And it also gets you a new episode every time we record. So until next time, guys, that is it, and we will see you guys later.